This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. This is brought to you by Kashrus Anytime, a division of the Kosher Consumers Union, a 501c3 organization. Uh, Mansi area basically has had its issues over the years and uh, numerous issues of Yadus and Kashrus and Shatnas, uh, you name it, and it had it over there. So let's go a little bit of history. Uh, I used to live in Mansi some 50 plus years ago. At that time, there were no restaurants, eateries, caterers to speak about. There was nothing. If there was a bar mitzvah, it usually took place in Beis Medeshelgen in one of the two buildings. It was, uh, and the, the cook of the yeshiva, the Appledorfers, they made the kiddish and they made the chalms, etc. That's how it was those years. Now the scenery has changed considerably without anyone controlling the reins of Yadus, especially Kashrus. Therefore, Mansi and the surrounding communities are very susceptible to weaknesses in Kashrus, Shatnas, among other issues of Yadus, for some yet unexplained reason. Is it that the residents or Rabbonim are not demanding anything in these areas? I don't know. We have the Shevach Pinkel episode, the KYO restaurant episode, King David uh, takeout place, uh, Chinatown, Mansi Shatnas tester, among some uh, smaller non-publicized episodes. It was a number of years ago, must have been about uh, 10 years ago, it was proven to a group of seven, eight Mansi Rabbonim at countless meetings and demonstrating to them many sets of clothing that had non-shotness labels affixed to them by the Mansi tester, yet contained shotness, shotness derisa. Other garments that had non-shotness labels affixed to them by the Mansi tester were not even opened up for testing, a real total sham. What happened to be, he used to go to test also in Queens, and over there, when it was brought to the attention at the bottom of what's going on, they called him down and they uh, basically confronted him. And uh, after one or two meetings, they told him that we see that you really are not proficient in checking for shotness. And uh, therefore, we don't want you coming back to Queens anymore. But he continued going to Passaic and to other areas, etc., etc. The kosher certifies in Muncie and surrounding areas over the past few years were generally nothing to write home about. Definitely nothing to be proud of either. As long as the kosher certifier had a title, Rabbi, Dayan, something like that, it was accepted, even though just barely good enough, and sometimes not even that much. The uneducated kosher consumer has been used to look for certain buzzwords, Hamish, Hasidish, etc. In the real world of kosher, those buzzwords really don't really work. At most, one should not be, should be able to at least rely on the owner of management of the establishment for the kosher standard and system when there is these type of kosher certifies. Sadly, there, there is very often, that is very often not the case. Numerous times, it's the fault of some local rabbonimaskanim that get in the way of addressing serious issues head on. The lack of proper shotness testing amongst the area is the fault of Fauché area Rabbanim. They're the ones that basically uh, boomerangs it. The weak kashrits and scandals in the Mansi area is also attributable very much to the Fauché Rabbanim. We recently had the Erev blow up with valid accusations regarding the weakness of kashrits, which never should have been tied in one with the other one. 
Yet as soon as the real issues of the Franklins became resolved, because now the other aid of group could raise whatever money they want, so that Franklin was secured, so the cashless issues became null and void. Yet more, they publicized that the failed Hashgacha will work with the dysfunctional Mavakshik Hashgacha organization, which the Mavakshik Hashgacha are no more than a wannabe organization to operate Hashgacha standards through unqualified Kulus Mashgichim, yet with the best of intentions. As the saying goes, the road to blank is paved with their best of intentions. We were older Abonim and Mavakshik Hashgacha for the 10 plus years that these people are given Hashgachas in Mansi and Wichafas. They did a Choni Hamagel sleep. Now they all turned over to the other side and went back to sleep once they got their desired greenbacks and they're calling it, we made Sholem. What a shame and defrauding of the kosher Erlacha consumer. In Kashras, one must realize there are two main areas of concern, the system in place and the Kashras standards. When one has a strong, tight system, but somewhat lower standard, we still have basic kashras. On the other hand, if one claims to have very high standards, but no reliable system in place, we really have no kashras at all. There were, over the years, various hajgachas appearing on the scene amongst the area, which did not give any level of comfort to the ones that are looking for even basic kashras standards. To add to that, when we tried recently to publish a full-page advertisement in the community connections um, uh, that's distributed all over Muncie every week, that addressed many cashless issues, including some unreliable cashless items and places of Muncie. The community connections refused to publish our advertisement, even though we were willing to pay for it. There is what's the solution? There is a part, some sort of solution. There's a rabbi bin Yamatab living in the Mansi area who's giving some ashgachas to food service establishments. I know him for a number of years. He has been in the cashless field for many years. He's very knowledgeable and extremely organized. Perhaps as a first step, ask the vendors to utilize his ashgacha. The rabbanim can and should check him out. Afterward, if they agree that he, he is what he should be, they should advise their congregants and constituents to only purchase items for a from a vendor that has his acceptable hashkocha. That way we'll be able to solve some of the problems of Manchi, which are serious enough. Kultov will continue at another date.